Welcome back to the Voice of Hope. Uh, today we're going to have Brother Kevin Thomas as a guest on the Voice of Hope. Um, he was on the Voice of Hope Facebook page and he shared his testimony of overcoming addiction. So as you listen to this story, be encouraged, be inspired, and remember to share these stories out because somebody out there might be waiting to hear this story. They might be in the grips of an addiction, and it just might save their life. So be encouraged as you listen to his story. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. I hope you are. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, I wanted to thank you for uh, accepting the invitation to come on The Voice of Hope tonight and tell your story. I really appreciate you taking your time out. I know you're busy. So thank you for agreeing to come on. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know, uh, I met uh, Brother Kevin through a friend of mine, Rob Smith. And um, we had started talking, and he told me about his story about overcoming addiction. And I asked him if he would be a guest on The Voice of the Hope tonight. And uh, he said yes, and uh, I'm so glad he accepted because I know his story is going to bless so many of you out there because I know it did me. So, uh, Kevin, um, how long did you uh, battle addiction? And uh, when you were battling addiction, when did, you know, you start to know you need to turn your life around? If you want to start your story with there, I guess. Okay. Hey, uh, Andrew. Just like a lot of lot of folks, you know, um, mine was alcohol, the addiction. Uh, I guess it started early in life. Uh, you know, in the school, um, um, you know, just a bunch of young kids and stuff. You know, it kind of started there. But um, uh, most of my adult life, it never caused much of a problem. Uh, it was only later on. Um, I had a house to get struck by lightning, lost everything I had. Um, and you know, if you're depressed, you don't need to be drinking. Alcohol's a depressant. Um, so it just sort of all stemmed from that. And um, um, I just, uh, when the Lord reached down and got me, I was a fifth a day everyday drinker, an absolute mess, hell on earth, uh, having DTs, sick all the time, head felt like a five-gallon bucket. It's a miserable life. Um, that's the only uh, addiction that I can uh, relate to, but I think it's all the same. Uh, you know, his word, John 10, 10, tells us the enemy's here to steal, kill, and destroy and I think that's how we know where it comes from, whether it's alcohol, uh, whether it's drugs, whether it's prescription drugs. Uh, it's here, it's the enemy. It's here to steal, kill, and destroy. It'll rob you of life. That's what it was doing to me. It robbed me of my peace, robbed me of joy. Uh, 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 Jesus went on to say there in John 10, 10, that he came to give us life more abundant. That life more abundant don't mean in in a quantity. It means in quality. We're supposed to be enjoying a quality life. You know, on over in the book of James, he says our life is a vapor. It's short. 
Uh, we're supposed to enjoy it every day, that abundant life. And there's a lot of people out there that are letting the enemy steal that abundant joy and that abundant peace from them through addiction. And what I want to do today is just tell people that there is hope, just like the name of your program. Uh, I get a blessing from that, the voice of hope. You know, when uh, um, I first heard it, it spoke to me because that voice of hope, you know, the Bible says in Romans 15, 13, that we serve a God of hope, a God of hope. And that God of hope, he needs a voice of hope. And uh, I just, I love it so much that uh, there's always hope. And I want to tell people out there today, there's hope for anybody. If it's not them, if it's a loved one, if it's somebody they prayed and paid for and they watched them stumble, uh, there's hope for them. Don't give up. Keep praying. If he can fix me, he can fix anybody. Sure, I got to catch my breath there. It's okay. It's all right. I want to tell you something, Andrew, and to the viewers there, I get excited. I only look back to testify, but I get excited when I look back and I see what all he's done for me. When that righteous right arm reached down and got me, I was an absolute mess, a .32 blood alcohol level in a crashed pickup truck at 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I, I was, uh, that's probably where rock bottom was for me. Uh, but I want to tell you something, he never gave up on me. I didn't have many friends in the world. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I'm an ordained minister. I work hard in the prison ministry. I enjoy sharing his word. Uh, but I want to tell you, I'll tell you, uh, they ain't a, a religious person can take credit for it, not a denomination, not a pastor. I don't think none of them would have given two cents when he reached down and got me. Look at me today. I've got, I'm blessed with 50,000 people following me, uh, sharing his word, reaching people through my word. What a joy. Uh, the great apostle said uh, he was grateful that he counted him worthy to put him in the ministry. Uh, I'm thankful he counted me worthy to put me in. wish I'd get these notifications shut off there. But uh, but basically, that's it. I fought that depression, fought alcoholism, got self-medicating, uh, unhappy at home. I guess the unhappiness uh, is what led to all the drinking and uh, trying to self-medicate, and that's not the answer. It's not the answer, whatever you're doing. Uh, you might feel better tonight. You're going to feel terrible tomorrow. Uh, a lot of doctors, uh, uh, you know, uh, stemming from that depression, a lot of doctors like to call it chemical. Uh, personally, I think it's demonic. I think it's oppression, not depression. Read your Bible. I don't think you can fix a, a, a spiritual problem with a chemical drug, and I think that's the way we handle it in modern society. Read your Bible. I'm reminded of the man uh, living among the dead. He was miserable living in the tombs. He didn't have a friend in the world. Uh, he was moaning and groaning until he met Jesus. Uh, he was laying at Jesus' feet. He wanted to stay with Jesus, and Jesus said no. He said, go home. 
uh, tell them what I've done for you. And, you know, uh, I get a great joy from that. Uh, I want to tell you, he'll fix you. He'll fix anybody out there. Uh, it's what he done for me. People that know me personal, uh, they know what he done in, in my life. And uh, I just really enjoy sharing that, uh, Andrea. Well, thank you for sharing that. I wanted to welcome some more of our guests. Hi, Krista. Thank you for joining uh, Krista Joy, uh, Wenda, Wendy Rabowski, Linda A. Norton, uh, Pauline uh, Kenner, Barb, Barb Baker, Karen Hance, Cheryl Whitley, Linda Norton, Debbie McCleskey, Betty Hodges, Cynthia Louise, Barbara Harris and Roxanne Williams and many more of you if I missed your name welcome thank you guys all for joining it's so true it's so true when a person gets into the battle of depression and of course we think that you know self-medicating a lot of times is the easy thing to do and it can get out of control and it is such an epidemic and uh, you're right you know God's the only one that can get a hold of us and, you know, bring us out of that. And I, I love the story that you shared with me, if you wouldn't mind sharing, how uh, God called you into the prison ministry, how that came about. I know you're a minister. I'd love to, Andrea. The story with that is, I tell you, uh, that miserable life I was suffering as a, as a, as a fifth a day uh, drinker, that's a miserable life. You wake up sick in the mornings, uh, your head hurting, sick all over. You got to have another drink to function. Uh, it's just a miserable life. And I tell you, it wasn't uh, an overnight uh, process. Uh, it took him a while. But when I realized he had delivered me from that and what he had done for me, I wanted to share that with people. I was already helping in the outreach ministry and helping people with that, and I really got a blessing from it. Uh, when my house got struck by lightning, I experienced the kindness of total strangers, and I never forgot it. It was a life-changing experience for me. I enjoy working in outreach. I enjoy helping those that need help. But uh, I want to tell you something, I'd wake up in the morning and I felt so good that I just, uh, uh, all of a sudden when he delivered me from the alcoholism, I just felt so good and I felt like it, I needed to share that with somebody every day. <clears throat> I felt like I was going to explode with that newfound joy and that newfound peace and that newfound life. I want to tell you something. The honeysuckles smelled better to me when I got delivered. The flowers smelled better. The birds sounded sweeter when they were singing. So I got to praying. I said, Lord, I said, you tell me what you want me to do for you. You tell me. You call me. Send me where you want me to go. So uh, uh, I built log cabins, and I was working on one up in the middle of nowhere, working on a porch. And just like that, I got it in my spirit that I had work to do for the Lord in prison. Well, when I first heard that, uh, I thought, uh, in prison, for what? What am I going to prison for? And I thought, Lord, are you sure? 
So I agonized over that. I thought I was going to prison, but I was living holier than I ever had. So I couldn't figure it out. So I really agonized over it for about a month. And I tell you, this story still makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck because I've always heard, if you don't want something, don't pray for it. But I had prayed for the Lord to send me where he wanted me to go, so he put that in my spirit that I had worked to do for him inside of prison. Well, I thought about Paul, Silas, the other people in the Bible. A lot of them was thrown in prison, persecuted for nothing. Uh, so uh, I agonized over a month trying to figure it out. Um, um, in the meantime, I, I had met a fella that's uh, dear to my life this, to the to, Today, uh, Brother Paul Retnick, the leader of True Word Prison Ministry, uh, he happened to be a client of my sister's. He was a veteran. Uh, she was a veteran service officer. Uh, uh, about a month later, after I had that in my spirit, uh, she asked me, said, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to ask you something. Brother Paul Retnick wants to know if you'd be willing to serve in his prison ministry. And just, boom, it hit me. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'd be really glad to. So it's like a burden on me. It made sense to me then. Uh, uh, so I went and made a couple of trips up to the prison with Brother Paul on a visitor's pace. Uh, you have to have uh, uh, get the paperwork, the credentials and all to go in them state prison. So, but no doubt in my mind uh, that it was a calling. I was supposed to be there. Uh, so I had to tell my brother Paul on the way in that night. I said, brother Paul, I said, I used to think them guys that talked to the Lord talking to them. was just uh, nothing to it didn't believe it uh so i told my brother paul that uh me and him got to talking uh tried to figure out when i was praying that prayer we figured out the same time i was praying that prayer asking the lord to tell me what he wanted me to do for him brother paul was praying uh that he would send somebody to uh uh, replace a fellow that had got sick in the ministry and could no longer help him. Brother Paul said he was agonizing and praying, and he said, Lord, you tell me who to ask. Lord, you send me somebody. At the same time, I was asking the Lord to send me somewhere, and it's just an awesome uh, blessing I get from going there. Uh, I get a, uh awesome blessing from it, uh, I've uh, been going there, I think, uh, seven, eight years now. I uh, know I'm supposed to do it. Uh, no doubt I've made a difference there. Never felt worthy, never felt qualified. Uh, but I've just enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, have a following of, uh, on my Facebook page of about 50,000 worldwide. Uh, basically, it started out as a page where I shared my work. Um, I always felt a little guilty about bragging on myself. My dad taught me not to do that. You let other people do that. But uh, but uh, uh, by, the Lord put it in my spirit. He told me, he said, hey, he said, you brag on yourself. You promote yourself all you want to as long as you're pointing people back to me. And that's what I try to do. 
I try to give him the glory. And I, uh, the verse that I have adopted is Hebrews uh, uh, 3, uh, 4, that says, uh, a man can build a house, but it's God that built all things, and that keeps me humble. But I love pointing people back to him. I love telling people what he's done for me and what he'll do for them. And I've got a, a great following, 50,000 worldwide good Christian people. Uh, just like going up to the prison, I get a bigger blessing from it than they do. Uh, it's just a blessing that what all he's done with my life uh, delivered me from the ministry. Uh, I got a passion for it, uh, a fervor, a zeal. Uh, I will tell you that's a great thing and I would tell anybody watching struggling with addiction struggling with anything find a passion find a passion find something that you can focus your energy on take your mind um, listen we're porous we soak things up the energy the uh, it's opposing polarities negative positive the more negative the more bad stuff you can get out of your life it leaves more room for the good stuff uh, whatever it is if you can volunteer somebody somewhere uh, if you enjoy arts crafts writing uh, uh, find a passion and uh, and uh, apply yourself to that it'll help you with your addiction that is so true. I'm glad that uh, Brother Kevin mentioned that because a lot of times, uh, whatever you may be going through, if you can find something that you're passionate about, uh, just like me, I was always passionate about spreading hope to others and encouraging right. others. But I was going through so many hardships myself with my health, with my loved one's addiction, uh, just so many things that I was struggling with. But I decided to take what I was going through to give someone else hope because that was always my passion is to be an encourager to people. And so I thought, why don't I take this and do it on a platform and encourage people? And just like Brother Kevin was saying, uh, his page, you know, people encourage him more Really, he gets more out of it than they do, and that's the way I feel with the Voice of Hope. Like when he comes on and uh, tells his story and another person, it just blesses me and gives me so much hope. So, you know, if there's something out there you were made to do, everyone was made to do something, and there's if you dig really deep down inside you, it's there. I promise you, it's there. It's something that you naturally was born to do, and You'll find it if you just think of the things that you love and you you can make that's your calling. That's what God called you to do. Amen. And uh, you just got to ask God and seek him and you'll know. And that'll help you focus. Like Brother Kevin said, when we can sometimes take our focus off of everything that's going on with us and go out and help someone else. Then God does the rest. I always say, do your best and let God do the rest. Amen. And it happens every time, every time. And, and that was amazing to me, you know, Brother Kevin. Oh, hi, I want to welcome some more of our guests. Michelle Penninger, thank you for joining. And uh, Linda Norton, I don't know if I said uh, thank you before, but thank you for joining. And anyone else I might have missed. Uh, that was what was so amazing 
when I first started connecting with Brother Kevin, I was listening to some of his quotes on uh, the long whisper, and it just was so comforting to me. When I would have tough nights, I would go on there and listen to some of the scriptures he posted and, uh, you know, some of his, um, he's a wonderful poet. You're a wonderful poet. And uh, you're welcome. I, I just urge you to check his page out because it blessed me so much. And um, as I continue to listen, you know, to the different posts that he had, um, it just so inspired me. You know, you don't know just what one word can do for a person. We think that those are just words wrote on a, per a post. But they're powerful because God said in Genesis, let there be light. He just spoke it and there was light from his mouth. And when he puts those posts out there, you know, and just speaks it, it just puts light out into the world. And uh, it's his cabins are so beautiful. Actually, I was telling him today I connected with a lady. Uh, she I don't see her on here right now, but her name was Carol. She had built. Uh, he built one of her cabins years ago, and uh, she remembered it. And uh, she said, uh, you know, she was really blessed by it. And um, so I urge you guys to go check it out. He, he uh, also, um, you had a um, offer to be on the show called The Mountain Men, right? I did back in 2014. I got a call from Warm Springs Production Company uh, uh, to be in a casting call for Mountain Men. Uh, I, I was in that casting call, uh, didn't get cast for it, but uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, the production company, uh, they uh, took a liking to me and said, hey, said, we like your character so much, we want to make a trailer video that maybe one day you might get your own show we'll market it to uh, all the national networks uh took about 60 hours to film a six minute video uh made some good memories it never got picked up met some great people that i'm still with friends today um uh but i, I tell you um i thought about it and i prayed about it and told my son i said look i give it to the lord i said I said, hey, if we get it, uh, it'll be the greatest thing we ever got. And I said, if we don't get it, it'll be the greatest thing we've never gotten. I've had some, made some great friends in TV, reality TV. Uh, it's not all what it's cracked up to be. So no doubt in my mind, uh, the Lord spared me some grief there. Uh, still got to be pretty good friends with uh, Eustace uh, Conway, Preston Roberts, uh, some other folks up at Turtle Island, uh, uh, Spencer Boljack, uh, Hillbilly Blood, uh, Neil James, call it the wild man, God rest his soul, uh, he was a good man, David Causey, P. Mall, uh down in uh, Louisiana, uh, just met some great people in the protected by a couple other uh, production companies over the years um, uh, so I don't know if it'll ever get picked up I uh, don't know if the Lord's got something bigger and better in mind but uh, 
but it is it's an honor that know a lot of people uh uh well it's something i can when i'm sitting in the rocking chair one of these days it's just another story i can tell you Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved hearing that story. You'll have to share that uh, reel, that six-minute reel on my page, and I'll, I'll share it with everyone. I'll post okay, it. Okay, I'd love to. I'd love to. And uh, and listen, I'd like to uh, touch on what you said about a good word touching somebody. Uh, Andrea, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Uh, had a very prominent attorney up in New York, uh, Noah, uh, an architect, tell me one time, that uh, he goes to my page to unwind when he comes home every day. And, you know, that's just a blessing and the power. Uh, you know, the Bible talked about the power, life and death in the tongue. You know, a lot of the guys that I minister to up in the prison, uh, they had somebody in their life, somebody in their past. It might have been a mama, a daddy, a step-parent. It might be a grandma, a grandpa, a teacher. Somebody told them that they'd never amount to nothing. Somebody told them they wasn't no count. Somebody told them they was like they're gonna wind up just like their daddy. Uh, I wanna tell you something, we got to be careful what we tell people. We need to be careful what we tell little children. Uh, just like in the book of Job, when uh, his friends uh, made it worse. Uh, I've been through that too, uh, back about 2013. The economy got bad, and this is a true story. I love to tell it, but if it hadn't have been for cheap peanut butter and deer meat, I would have starved to death. Now, that's true, um, and uh, and I tell you, I had a friend that told me, said, Kevin, there's just something you've not surrendered to the Lord. There's something you're doing wrong to be going through such hard time. Well, I later found out I hadn't done nothing. I wasn't doing nothing wrong. It was called life. But we just need to be careful what we say and what we speak over people. Human beings... We try not to be, but we tend to be uh, negative by nature. We can just as easily speak something positive over somebody, and it'll have a great impact. A person battling addiction, uh, they don't need no more negativity in their life. Speak something positive over them. Uh, put your arm around them. Say, I love you. I love you. And it'll do more good than anything. I feel like I get to rattling myself sometimes. I hope it's Holy Spirit inspired. But listen, uh, uh, the great Will Rogers said, never miss a chance to shut up. And <laughs> we're bad to talk too much. Uh, I remember when my house got struck by lightning, burnt to the ground. I had all these people coming up telling me how blessed I was that nobody got hurt. Uh, well, they said it's just stuff. It's just a house. You can get more stuff. It don't matter. Man, that didn't help me at all. It was the people that come up and put their arms around me and said, brother, let me know if you need something. I'm praying for you. Uh, that, that meant more than the people that, that was telling me throwing off on my stuff. When I lost my dad, I miss him every day, followed him all my life. Uh, worked with him till he got too uh, too old to work. But you know, I had a lot of people telling me how uh, uh, how much better off he was. He wasn't suffering no more, and he's in a better place. And you know, I believe that. I believe I'll see him again today, uh, one day. But uh, but I'll tell you something. We're in this flesh body. That separation 
we're going to miss uh, the, our loved ones. We're going to miss them until we see them again. Uh, that's a fact of life. We're selfish, uh, a selfish creation. Uh, so uh, we need to be careful what we say to people. Speak a good word. Speak something positive. Don't always be negative. I pray, I pray uh, that I'll speak uh, good uh, words and good blessings over people and inspire people when I go to post something on my Facebook. And just like you, uh, um, speak a good word. That That's a big... Life and death in the tongue. And, Amen. you know, it can either hurt someone or it can help someone. You know, you have that choice before you. That's why God give us two ears and one mouth. <laughs> to to listen more and, you know, to talk less. And it's hard, you know, sometimes, you know, when uh, you see someone and they're going through such rough times and you just want them to, you know, do different. And uh, But I've learned until they know better they don't know how to do better so we have to pray for them you know instead of you know giving them harsh words or trying to set them straight or something like that uh because it doesn't do no good because they know they're doing wrong and they know they need help it's like any of us when we're going through a rough time and somebody tries to tell us how to fix it well, well we know how to fix it but we just sometimes need somebody there to listen and somebody Amen. to love on us and to care for us, you know. And, and that Amen. is... They need a listener, not a lecture. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, yes. A listener, not a lecture. I like that. That's really good. And uh, I, I also wanted you to mention, too... Uh, I found this very interested. I really didn't know there was a place called this. But can you tell them where you're from and tell a little bit of history about that? Uh, I'm here in the foothills of North Carolina, Dobson. And uh, you live uh, he uh, you live close to where Andy Griffith was uh, born and raised. Mount that's Air, true. Right? That's true. Mount Airy, North Carolina, uh, better known as Mayberry, uh, birthplace of Andy Griffith, uh, birthplace of Donna. Say. I couldn't hear the end of that. Uh, birthplace of Andy Griffith and. Andy Griffith, Donna Fargo, and the Log Whisperer. That's right, and the Log Whisperer. That's right. I was so amazed. It's a beautiful place. When you go on to uh, the Log Whisper, his page, you just go. Uh, I put a, I'll put a link here on the Voice of Hope, and you'll see some of the scenery uh, he's posted. If you scroll down, I've noticed some of the pictures, and it's so beautiful up there. You can see the mountains, you know, like all around them. Uh, don't you even have a mountain some of the greatest country in the world, beautifulest country. It, it is. There's even a, a Mount Pilot up there, right? There is. There's a, a Mount Pilot um, uh, building a cabin now in the in the. Uh, uh, it's off in the distance, uh, Hanging Rock, Sire Town Mountain, 
uh, I tell you, um, I enjoy being in the foothills way more in the mountains because you can look up and see them. The famous Blue Ridge, if you ever look at them, uh, you'll see why they call them the Blue Ridge. They're blue, but they're almost a different shade of blue every time you look at them. And uh, I'm a painting artist too, but uh, uh, I like to paint log cabins, but I have so much trouble doing justice to those mountains. I rarely let one of my paintings uh, go. Those mountains has got to be just right. And uh, it's a great place to live. Uh, great people, soft to earth, great place to raise kids. Uh, uh, I just, I thank God every day that uh, he put me here. Uh, I've got friends here watching. Uh, 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 I know uh, people that's lived all over the world, all over the country, and they say this right here is some of the prettiest in the world. So, yeah, I love it here. It's a great place. It is a beautiful place. I noticed when I had looked at some of the pictures uh, after Rob had come back and you guys had took way up there on the mountain. I think you were working on a cabin uh, that day, too. It, it was. was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And just to be able to look at that every day. You said it snowed there yesterday, not far from you, right? Just right up the road, right up the road. I mean, uh, 30, uh, well, I mean, we had some mixed and all, but, I mean, it, it was pretty good dust and uh, probably 30, 45 minutes away to the north. And uh, we was getting all the air off of that. I think the chill factors are uh, the real feels like 16, 17 degrees outside right now. So, uh, but here in the cabin, it's nice and cozy, got a fire going, uh, uh, nice old roof over my head. Uh, so I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. I love to, uh, I seen one of your posts this morning where you was, uh, that stove you cook on. Uh, oh, welcome, son. My son's here. I love you, too. Uh, I, I seen that stove that you cooked on. I have not seen one like that since my grandparents had one like that. Uh, that is so neat uh, to see one of those nowadays. Did you that one actually, that one actually belongs to a client, but I have cooked on that thing. I have baked. Uh, cornbread in it uh, for the Surrey County Genealogical Society. So uh, I can cook on them. Uh, uh, but yeah, that, that wood burning and you know my Log Whisperer page, not only do I promote uh, 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 log cabins and uh, point people to the Lord, but I also promote that simple living. I got a lot of people uh, I'm 55 years old. A lot of people there, they remember the good old days. They remember them simpler times uh, when one another know their neighbors, loved their neighbors, uh, and they miss a lot of that. And I enjoy bringing them memories back. Uh, if you've ever had a meal cooked on an old wood cook stove, uh, it's unforgettable, you know. Uh, if, uh, if anybody's ever enjoyed the warmth of that wood heat, uh, if they've ever uh, uh, enjoyed uh, being uh, lullabied to sleep by rain on the tin roof, you know, that's a great memory. Uh, the world needs more of that today. We've got too many, too many electronics, too much TV, too much racket in the world. Nobody picks up their Bible and reads it anymore. Um, 
you know, in a couple of different places, he said to acknowledge him in all your ways. And in many, uh, most places uh, in the country today, we don't acknowledge him in no way. Uh, I tell people, uh, before your feet hit the floor, uh, acknowledge him. The last thing before you go to bed, uh, uh, that abundant life that Jesus promised us, that's the only way we'll ever get it is uh, through his word. Uh, everything we ever need to know is in there. Uh, uh, back in the day, in this part of the country anyway, the only book in the house was a Holy Bible and the Almanac. They would look in the Almanac to look at the weather and look at when to plant the crops. And uh, people uh, live by them two books. And uh, I don't even think people read the Bible uh, or any other books as far as that goes anymore. I know. Well, that's why, you know, I love your page because you put the word down in there. A lot of times you put scripture down in some of your posts, which I really love that about you when you talk about them. And then you can I can always go back, you know, and, uh, you know, study on them some more myself. That's what I really enjoy. There was some people who come up. uh, Oh, yeah. Michelle Penninger said Proverbs three, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him Mama smith says she loves everything about the log whisper and his facebook oh. she says i love wood stoves and rain on the tin i do too on a tin roof uh thank you sweet tea <laughs> she said thank you sweet he said thank you sweet tea and uh Oh, Trisha Walker said raise ham. And uh, oh, hey, Deb Olin, glad you could join us. Oh, uh, Carol Lawrence Wilcox, she says we are in Tobaccoville, North Carolina, living in the log house that you and your dad built. Well, bless her. Yeah, she said you built the log cabin for her. Years ago. And uh, Barbara Harris, she said, I'd love to see the Blue Ridge Mountains. And if it's God's will, I'll make it there one day. Oh, and Lori Ohl says, we live on the other side of the Blue Ridge, uh, Blue Ridge Beautiful. Oh, that's right. She does. Kind of like you. She sent me pictures and you can see the mountains all around. But... Uh, yeah, everyone's just saying great place to live, beautiful. Thank you guys all for joining in tonight. But, uh, oh, and uh, Delaney Pennell said, I'm blessed to be his neighbor and friend. He's one of the best people I have ever met. He's a blessing each and every day to my little family. Thank you, neighbor. <laughs> and uh, Don Guzman, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil the this will bring help to your body and nourishment to your bones. So, amen. So true. So true. Thank you, guys. Oh, Cheryl Whitley, she says, I read his post every day. What an inspiring person he is. Uh, Don Goodman Guzman said that uh, enjoyed visiting Kevin last spring and taking him to breakfast. So those are some. Oh, and Shirley, she says, I read his post every day. Oh, okay, yeah, I read it. And uh, yes, you bless so many, Kevin. And I want to uh, 
thank you tonight for coming on and sharing your story uh, because it really blessed my heart. And that's why I'm just so grateful you uh, accepted the opportunity to share it here on The Voice of Hope. Is there anything else that you would like to add to your story tonight before we end? I just want to tell everybody watching, um, Jesus don't have a hard word for nobody. Uh, he's there all the time. He wants to give them that life more abundant. Don't give up. Uh, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on nobody else. Uh, uh, you mentioned prayer earlier, praying for folks. The prayer, the power of prayer, never underestimated. Uh, I tell people the most powerful prayer we'll ever pray is the ones that nobody hears but God. Uh, mine is as short as help me lowered a lot of times. And right then I feel burdens come off. Um, uh, I just want to thank him what he's done for me. I want to thank you, Andrea. I want to thank you for bringing that voice of hope. Uh, the world needs that voice of hope, the encouragement. And I hope people will follow your lead. And I hope my cabin loving following here will go and like you, page. And we need to support you in that and support the people uh, uh, that support you. And, uh, um, I tell you, I'd like to say a prayer now, if I could. Um, sure, go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Uh, Father God, I thank you for the many blessings you give me. I want to thank you for all that you've done for me. And dear God, everybody that views this video, everybody within the sound of my voice, Father, I want you to be a blessing to them. I know you're looking at their heart. I know you know their needs. I know that you can fix their problems. And all you ever ask for is their faith. And Father, I want to thank you for the greatest blessing of all, your son, Jesus Christ, and my Savior. In his name I pray, amen and amen. And thank you so much, Brother Kevin. Thank you so much. It's been a blessing, Andrea. It's been a blessing to me, too. I'm so glad that you shared your story. I know it'll touch so many. And uh, also, uh, yeah, Trish Walker said, thank you so much. And uh, Don Guzman said, tell Kevin, Don, uh, and good friend Clint Dean said hi. Amen. All the way from Ohio. I thank my followers and fans. I thank every one of them. The people uh, that's, that's come to meet me from Kentucky, Ohio, Georgia. Uh, it just blows my mind that people would come that far just to meet me, but they're a blessing to me. Every single person that follows me here, y'all are a blessing to me. I consider you family, and I just thank you for it. Oh, thank you for doing what you do. You bless so many. And uh, I'm so glad that, you know, we connected and uh, we finally got to talk. <laughs> Robin hey, told me. It has. Robin told me for a year. You got you already called Kevin. So I finally talked and we finally got you on the voice of hope. Rob's a great man, great talented man, a blessing to me, a joy to know. Uh, uh, I don't know if we told you, but one day there's going to be a log whisper cartoon strip, and uh, he's going to he's going to help us with that. So, uh, so God bless him. I'm looking forward to that. That's I cannot wait. That's going to be awesome. So, 
Thank you so much again tonight for coming on The Voice of Hope. And uh, thank you guys, everyone, for joining. Share this out so that some others can be blessed by Brother Kevin's story. And uh, somebody out there really, really may be suffering that needs to hear this tonight. So sharing is caring. So I always end my show by telling everyone out there, if no one, you have heard no one tell you this today, you are so loved. So wherever you are at in this world, out there and spread some hope today. Because you don't know who's watching you. There's someone there who's watching your bravery, who's watching your courage through whatever you're doing, your gifts, your talents. You're inspiring them. So spread that hope like we're doing here today by telling our stories and just, you know, living our lives, you know, and then uh, let God do the rest. So until next time, um, I hope to see some of you guys back here on The Voice of Hope. I'll have another story of recovery next Tuesday night. Um, I think that's going to be at the same time, and I always post it here on the page. So thank you guys all for joining, and thank you, Brother Kevin, for taking your time out. I know you're busy, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank Thank you. you. You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye-bye. 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 God bless. Bye.
Thank you, Jesus. 